like I worked in an art supply store. I think I know a Take little bit. Take the cap off. Yeah, the cap has to come off. You have to shake it up. Yep. But you only have to shake it up at the beginning of each session. You don't have to stand there rattling the can all the time. All right. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Wall Space Station. I'm your host, Jordan Gia, the CEO and founder of Wall Space. Today on the show, we have Allison Bamcat, an emerging mural artist from San Fernando Valley. I met Allison this year at the Spracy Mill Mural Festival in Kansas City, Missouri. And despite being in the game for only three years, she's painted at pretty amazing places. She started off at Secret Walls headquarters, and she's even been in a few powwow mural festivals across the states. Just to give you a little update on when we're at, we're launching on March 31st, 2021, and we have about, we're in about six states. We have 20 walls. If you're an artist, please sign up on Wallspace. And if you see a wall that you want to see a mural on, email us at hello at wallspace.com. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I did grow up in San Fernando um, in Silmar, so right butted up against the mountains. And uh, my parents split up when I was pretty young, but my mom has always been uh, the backbone of my like pursuing art. She's an artist herself. She does um, a lot of stained glass and glass working, and she used to love like pastel pencils. So I'd always try to like sneak into her art supply area and uh, use the forbidden pastel pencils I wasn't allowed to touch. Um, but she. Uh, signed me up for art classes when I was like eight on Saturdays and we would wear like matching turtlenecks and it would be me and my mom and it was really great time that um, I, you know I got to be around her and then also be around other kids of different ages um, learning different art techniques like doing still lifes and playing with ink and you know just beginning with paint and colored pencils and stuff like that so I think it was the kickstart that I really needed. And, uh, you know, it was an awesome opportunity to have that. So then when I told my mom I wanted to go to art school, she was like, well, no brainer. <laughs> so, and I know not everybody gets that welcome of a reception from their parents when they say, oh, I want to be an artist someday. Um, so yeah, I, my mom is a blessing and I just love her so much. I can't, uh, I can't talk about her enough. Of course, of course. So when did you move to Boston? When I was 11. So and, right, right in uh, 2001. Okay. And how long were you there for? I was in Boston for about 15 years. So I moved back to LA in 2017. But um, yeah, a lot of my, most of my family's from Boston, which is why we ended up moving there because my parents had moved to LA in the 80s and then kind of just brought us back to be closer to some family, but mm-hmm. I do have family in LA, so I'm not totally alone out here, which is great. All right. So how did you get started in murals? Well, I definitely wanted to, I've always admired mural art and I've been collecting like Juxtapose magazine and giant robot and high fructose since I was probably at like maybe 18 or 19. I worked in an art store during college in Boston 
and, you know, would flip through them if I couldn't afford them just, you know, while we were cleaning up for the night. And so I always knew that that was like this mind blowing, cool thing that artists were doing, but had absolutely no idea how to get involved right. or what it, what it entailed. It looked impossible for me to even wrap my head around. And mm-hmm. so it took me a few years of kind of like just daydreaming about it and not doing anything. And then I had an opportunity to go to Long Beach for Pow Wow 2015 and right. was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How do I possibly get involved doing something like this? I mean, I got to see James Jean and Tristan Eaton and Jeff Soto and so many artists that I truly admired uh, creating these spectacular works of art in sunny SoCal, where I was from. And, you know, then I got to go home to Boston to the rain and the snow and was like, oh, man, I think I got to change something. But still didn't quite know. Uh, At the time, I was working in um, footwear design. I did that for seven okay. years. Um, but I was like, you know, I don't think my life calling is designing shoes. And I think people were kind of getting the, the feel of that too. So I also uh, started going to Art Basel, like Miami Art Week. I think the first time I went was maybe 2011 or 2012. And that was another thing okay. like watching Nichos paint just on the street and being yeah. able to just uh, stand and watch was mind-blowing so so I think that like ignited the fire in me of I got to figure out how to do this but I really didn't know have a clue what I was doing so when did you officially start uh it'll be three years ago next month that I did my first wall wait 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 it was an eight by eight yeah (laughs) you've only been doing this for three years there's no way I mean, I'm pretty surprised because your style, your characters, everything's so well-developed, you know, that that's, it takes a lot of time to become that good. Yeah, I, I feel like because I always ad- admired this medium and I've been surrounded by it. And also I've been painting since I was about, you know, 18. Right, so the painting part was actually not Yeah, so I'm like, all right, I gotcha. I've been working this whole time on like building up my skill set and, you know, making sure I know how to render things, making sure I know how to adapt to using different materials. So it was kind of like, once I got my first wall, I was like, all right, we're going to hit the ground running. And then I was like, oh, ladders are terrifying. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a whole different <laughs> playing field where you're like, oh, I'm not sitting at a desk. I'm outside in like the boiling sun and I'm terrified of heights. And this ladder is rickety. And me too. You know, actually. like random people can walk by and say whatever they want. So I definitely was like, oh no, what am I getting myself into? And, uh, it even, I mean, just an eight foot by eight foot wall was so daunting um, for me to do. And I did it all with house paint over mm-hmm. the um, Secret Walls headquarters in um, nice. Los Angeles. They were kind enough to to let me use one of the walls in their yard. But yeah, I, I think it took me about three days to finish. And I actually, actually fell off the ladder at one point because it twisted oh, no. and I just didn't really know what to do. And I sprained my ankle. <laughs> So my very first oh, wall ever, I sprained my ankle like a total dummy. Injury on the first one. I know. Amateur. Total amateur. Amateur. <laughs> so first wall, three years ago, um, at Secret Walls headquarters. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, the Secret Walls you know, competition is 
uh, you know, one of its kind. Totally. Uh, I have yet, I have yet to experience one myself, uh, but I definitely want to do one once I get started again because mm-hmm. they're they're pretty, they look super intense. They are. Uh, back to back like that. Have you gone to one? Oh, I've gone to tons of them. Uh, okay, I'm lucky to live like two miles away from where they throw the events, but before okay. I ever did my first mural, I actually got to do my first Secret Walls event. Uh, okay. So let me just explain. Uh, Secret Walls is this huge live art experience, and you have two teams, and they're side by side facing off on these whiteboards with black markers or acrylic paint, and there's music playing, and it's just an intense competition, and it's been dubbed as the fight club for artists. And it's been about 40 countries so far. And so that was my first time painting big was live painting in front of an audience. And it was actually the after party for Designer Con uh, 2017. Yeah. So that was also terrifying. Um, but my mom was in town. So my mom like got to watch me and, you know, kind of like cheer for me and applaud me. And the people that I was battling against and the dude on my team, June the Goon, we became super good friends after that. And after having just moved back to L.A. like two months before that, having that opportunity was bonkers and terrifying. Um, But it was also the way that I met some of my now like key friends. Of course. I'm really grateful for that. So how did you get started with that secret walls wall? I think Instagram stories had just become a thing right then. And Mm -hmm. just on a whim, I kind of threw it out there like, man, I'd really love to paint a wall. You know, Mm -hmm. pretending like that was super casual and not something that I've been dreaming about for years and years and years. Um, So I threw it out there (laughs) and my buddy Mufasa, who worked at um, Start LA, was like, we got walls. When can you when can you show up? And I was like shocked that somebody would even give me the opportunity. So I totally hyped myself up and stressed myself out. But that was such a good learning experience too. I mean, just being like, Mm -hmm. okay, well now I owe it to these guys to do a good job. Right. uh, It's cool to know that I have some kind of connection in LA and all right, let's do this. So. Yeah. Uh, so after you did after you did that first wall, you know, I, I, I guess I'm curious to know how it how everything progressed after that. So everything kind of like snowballed after that. Um, I realized that working with house paint was pretty difficult on different surfaces. So mm-hmm. I knew that eventually I was going to have to learn how to use spray paint, which is something I had never picked up for in my life. I do not have a graffiti background. That just wasn't something that was available to me growing up, um, especially in Boston. There's only one free wall in Boston and I never had the balls to go like bring a can of spray paint with me and like pretend I knew what I was doing. But because I made such uh, good friends uh, my first couple of months moving back to LA, a lot of them were writers and had done a couple of walls already. And so um, like my buddy, Mr. Toledo and uh, the art chemists, helped me kind of like practice in some yards and give me some tips and pointers. And, and I observed them a lot. I volunteered to help a lot of different artists and just kind of was like the more hours that I put in, the more it's going to come back to me. So of course, just like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour theory. 
Yeah, 10,000 hours makes you an expert, I think, or a master or something like that. Yeah, and all those hours that you put in volunteering, learning from your friends, learning from other artists. Yep. You know, that really perfected your craft. Yeah, it was a really good opportunity to figure out, okay, how do I find the best practices to do things? And like, how do I get used Mm -hmm. to this level of kind of like labor and hard work when I'd been like a graphic designer for years and years? Because you're, it's not so much just like, standing there in the shade on a you know a beautiful day every time uh you're hopping ladders you're hopping equipment mm-hmm. you're getting covered in paint you're getting covered in dirt and exhaust and the air quality in LA isn't always great so sometimes it can make you feel like crap or like um i just painted a couple of walls during the terrible wildfires this um september and oh my god 100 mm-hmm. degrees smoke chemicals in the air Like, that was probably one of the sickest uh, times I've ever felt where I just had to, like, crash. I couldn't couldn't keep working. So. Where were you painting when that happened? I was in Lancaster uh, for Pow Wow Antelope Valley. And for those who don't know, Pow Wow is a mural festival that started in Hong Kong by Jasper Wong back in 2009. What they do is they incorporate a lot of local restaurants, sports teams, and a lot of music performances as well. How many powwow festivals have you done? I've done uh, Long Beach, Antelope Valley, and Worcester. We'll touch on your characters and more about your inspiration. But one thing I want to ask you is, how do you feel about the public's view on art? And when you're painting, do you like to engage with them? You know, uh, do you explain what you're painting while you're, you know, doing it? Do you stop what you're doing? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think knowing that you're creating a piece of artwork, not just for yourself, uh, but for a community is kind of a major responsibility as an artist. Mm. Like, it can't be self-serving when you're actually making a piece of art that everyone is going to see every day and with their kids and with their Nana and with whoever, especially if it's in a town or a city that you don't live in, leaving kind of your best piece of yourself behind, um, I think is important to me personally. Like, I don't pull out my kind of like weirdest, trippiest concepts when I'm going to be in, you know, like Montana. I, (laughs) I know that some different communities are more receptive to like super weird, trippy art but other ones are really like kind of easing into street art or mural art as kind of a whole concept. So I don't want to, I want to lead people into this kind of street art movement, not challenge them right off the bat every single time. There are plenty of artists who are already doing that. To me, it's very interesting watching a few different cities adopt the concept slowly where I'm at right now in New York and New Rochelle, uh, it's, we're right outside Westchester. We have eight murals up right now. And I guess the idea to start wall space was because they were looking for walls for their murals. And they didn't, you know, a group of, I think it was four ladies in their thirties and forties, you know, more art based uh, or finance based, you know, that was sort of their background. They outsourced to a curator to find artists but they also didn't have a person that was really there 
or a platform or a resource for walls for walls themselves mm -hmm. so they had to rely on the city for that and when you don't have a town official who's dedicated to looking for walls it's a really slow process you know and when you have a five billion dollar plan a ton of developers now is the time to really you know incorporate a mural program into the city so that you can start drawing and attracting all those new sorts of you know renters and, and tenants We're building about four to five thousand apart rental apartments. Mm -hmm. so there's gonna be a lot of people moving here soon. Yeah. And well, people, people have like to like to look at that stuff. Yeah, migrate away from the bigger cities now because yeah, their rent is on a you know not sustainable yeah. and yeah, I I think not just having art in downtown Manhattan, but you know right. available to every community is is so critical. Yeah. Um. How is uh how do you view art as therapy? Oh, I mean, art is tied into my like psyche completely. I think since I've been drawing since I was a little girl, like every picture of me when I was like four or five, I'm holding a colored pencil or holding a crayon and I think it's just always been so entwined in my life that when I was feeling bad, I would sit and sketch. When I was feeling great, I would sit and sketch. It's like always been the other half of me or I don't even know if it's just half it might be more than that so I think especially learning how to deal with difficult situations in my life knowing that I always had drawing as a kind of a concrete thing that would make me feel happy and like right. calm me down make me feel relaxed you know listening to music and sketching in my sketchbook I don't know I, I think I can't look at it any other way it makes me so nice. happy to draw and paint right. every time. So it's like right. the only thing I can really rely on to always make me happy. So. Great. Mm -hmm. How do your characters tie into your life? Cause you have these kittens and forgive me if I don't know what, what, what you label them as, um, you know, your the animal characters that you use, is there one that you specifically use, you know, multiple times? That's your go-to. Do you implement new characters? You know, how does that, how do you, how do you go about that and design, yeah. you know, with characters? I think I was default to drawing a cat in my, I go by Bam Cat as a moniker, which is actually a nickname yeah. I got uh, in college. So it's not my real last name. Okay. Um, but also my nickname growing up was Alley Cat. Because Al's an Alley okay. Cat. And... So yeah, I've all, and I've always had cats, and I have cats now. So I love cats. <laughs> Big fan of cats. And that's Momo and Gogo -Go meowing in the background. Um, so yeah, when I can't think of what to draw, I usually do like a cat head, um, and then kind of work out from there. But I, yeah, but I am obsessed with like weird animals, and um, my husband's a biologist, so I get to like ask him weird questions about like, what is that? Where's that from? Or like, what is this bug? And like things like that so I was trying to challenge myself with like expanding beyond just the cats and uh -huh. um but I mostly draw like mammals and like I don't call them any specific thing I just call them like creatures or monsters or uh -huh. whatever sometimes if I am painting outside and um a kid asks me like what is that I go I don't know what do you think the name might be and I like asking people that and I like having people name my murals for me because it brings them into that experience 
And right. also, I don't know. I just know what it looks like. <laughs> right, so. right. It's it's all about being a creative. You create mm-hmm. whatever you want, you know, and you, you leave it open to interpretation for other people. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So I want to know about how your painting for Hurley happened. Oh, yeah. Um, how did that come about? That was fun. So, uh, that worked out because a friend of mine, her husband worked at Hurley and another small world thing. Um, when I worked at Converse, Nike owns Converse and they did own Hurley at that right. time. So it was okay. kind of like, well, we're all still part of the same family or whatever. And so when I started doing murals, um, my buddy Josh, who worked there, was trying to fill up the parking lot with murals by various artists so mm-hmm. he hooked me up with some paint and his wife helped me and another one of my friends Serena and uh, I painted um, I forget what the species is called but it's an endangered species of dolphin um, so I wanted to kind of let people learn about that species and conservation efforts and Hurley works really hard to um, work with different agencies like that nonprofits, right. you know save the ocean save animals and things like that what about how uh how did you get started at powwow long beach this is yeah i'd love to talk about this so uh i told you that i spent a lot of time volunteering and kind of getting my chops and figuring out how to use spray paint and figuring out what my friends were doing to make cool stuff. So my buddy, June the Goon, who I had done my first secret walls with, uh, he's a Long Beach artist, killer. And he got selected for Powwow Long Beach, which was a dream come true for him. And he got this massive wall. Um, I think it was like a hundred feet tall. (laughs) And we had to use a boom lift to get up there and he kind of asked a few of us like in the crew, like guys, this is massive. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Can you please help me? We were like, yeah, man, you just figure out the design. Like we got you. And at the time I was the only one who knew how to use a boom lift. Cause I had been certified um, a couple months before that. We're not the only one, but I, I was the one who was there the majority of the time who did know how to use one. And it was one of those like 78 foot, booms that's like diesel powered and I had to weave around power lines and it was just totally nuts um and at the time I know June was scared of heights so I had to go up like every single run (laughs) for the like first three days but it was such a good experience and he used like a mix of house paint and spray paint so I kind of got a little bit more spray paint experience and then from working in that capacity with powwow i was kind of like in their radar of like oh this is another socal artist who does cool stuff maybe we should like remember her name so in helping june with all my buddies you know we kind of got our foot in the door with powwow that way and i would totally recommend that for anybody like helping out with a mural festival especially if you don't have a lot of mural experience you're going to get a lot of experience doing it that way. Right. Well, I definitely want to do a festival in New York. You know, I don't, it's everything's so spread out. Bushwick, Ridgewood, you know, Harlem, 
Astoria. There's all these places, you know, but hopefully yeah. we can come out with like a nice way to get people outside involved in, in a cool festival, incorporate different community organizations, you know, restaurants, local sports teams, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yes, it's the same thing with L.A. because L.A. is spread out to so many different boroughs, too. So spread out. It's like, yeah. where do you even begin? Um, on that yeah. note, I actually recently joined my neighborhood council for the arts as a kind of like a mural ambassador. And we're going to start our first mural project this year. So so to even tack on to that, I've been reaching mm -hmm. out to organizations such as neighborhood preservation programs, arts councils, business improvement districts, and making them all aware and cognizant about what I'm working on. So, you know, they can use me as a resource down the line. That's great. Um, I mean, there's so many amazing yeah. artists living in Jersey City. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, Jersey's huge. Right, Jersey City's huge right now. Mm -hmm. I want to understand more about your inspiration. So, if it was your mother, and we did touch up on that in the beginning, then then that's fine. Sure. I mean, um, we talked yeah. a bit how, about how art kind of acts as therapy for me, and so, and how intertwined it is in my like day to day and in my real life. So, because I started drawing, you know, through my whole all my formidable years formidable years in puberty and high school and college you know it's always been a big part of me and so however I was feeling I would kind of find a character or a way to put an expression expression on that character or some kind of props around it that would give that feeling that I was feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not just have like you know a crying cat because I was sad I was like how can I express this in a more complex way using other kind of like you know pieces from my past and like things that make me feel nostalgic or comforted mm -hmm. or things like that so like one of my big um like themes or whatever is like about regrowth and um you know, like burying the past and starting anew and things like that. I think especially because I've started my life over so many times. And so mm -hmm. I have this little sprout that I like to do, which is... Uh, right, I've seen that too. Yeah, so right. like out of the decay, like new things grow. And so I like mm. to, even if it's kind of a sadder piece in um, like its theme or in the character's expression, sometimes it's like, okay, but don't worry because something new is going to happen even if things feel like shit right now so mm. i like to yeah figure out ways to express and communicate different feelings to make more of a complex kind of like understanding i guess of my experience and i want people to see like the colors that i see because my yeah. like the inside of my head is super vibrant and i get this like joke all the time people are like oh what drugs are you on you know, to come up with this. And I'm like, I don't do drugs because could you even imagine? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, it's already too busy in there. It's like, it's already too this crowded. Is my drug. <laughs> right. So, right. How has COVID-19 being quarantined? How has that affected your entire year mural process, mural making process, uh, work? COVID's been rough, life. dude. I mean, I've lost a significant amount of work for sure. Um, I did have like a mini breakdown, I think in April going like, am I still going to be able to do art after this? 
is anybody going to be able to do art or like how long is this going to go on for? And I think we're still kind of like, you know, wishy-washy about how long this is all going to continue. But yeah, for I was worried for a while. And I mean, I came out of the gate like running this year. <laughs> like this is going to be my most successful year. Right. I'm going to do the most walls I've ever done. I'm going to make the most money I've ever made and I'm going to be able to like contribute more to my household, you know, like take my husband on trips and, you know, I had really high hopes and then to have them kind of dashed by something out of my control, it was really disappointing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of everything, we've, I think I've found some ways to adapt, whether it's, um, you know, live streaming my artwork more or just sitting and sketching more, making sure I FaceTime with friends, talk to my family. But this much like isolation and time by myself has actually been kind of a good incubation um, period for me, especially with all like the civil unrest in the world. And in America specifically, um, it really energized me to want to do more for my community and you know, for nonprofits. So like, I kind of got, got off my ass this year about like, okay, I can't just sit around depressed. I think I need to help people or figure out how to use my art to help more. So yeah, donating, uh, doing fundraisers, doing auctions and joining my neighborhood council are kind of my like ways of doing my like civil service of like, don't be a sad sack, you know, art, you'll make good art when, you have good feelings about it but for now we got to be useful Mm -hmm. so that's been one positive way that i've adapted but i have done uh, several walls and a couple of mural festivals but you know it's nerve-wracking because you want to be safe about it and i don't know the safest thing for me in my opinion is staying home if you can so but it's not always an option for people who got to work of course well you know my main goal and my main focus is creating this platform where artists like you, you know, you want to travel to New York for the weekend. You want to knock out two or three walls. You know, this is going to be the place where you go online, reserve it, and everything will be taken care of. So you can leave your mark in New York, you know, for the first time and hopefully not the last. So one more question. Uh, How did you get your custom GIFs made? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So I don't know if it's GIF or GIF. I think I say GIF, but I basically just started screwing around in Procreate and you can make, you can just export to a GIF in Procreate. So it's like, kind of like, duh, do it. You can even just make something spin, you know, just put uh, each new frame on a different layer and it'll export Uh as a GIF. And then you upload these all to the Giphy website. And when they approve you, um, you'll be able to start using them in your stories and you can use them as stickers in your iPhone messages. And like, it's just fun and like lighthearted and silly and anybody could do it. So I highly recommend. Yeah. I think uh, Jason told me about it. Oh yeah. He uh, uh, got that for me and now he has like a million yeah. gifts and they're all rad. I was <laughs> like, oh shoot. I only have like nine. <laughs> He's got a ton. That's you, Mr. Riff Raff Giraffe. Yep. How did the mural on this episode's podcast cover come about? Sure. So uh, this one artist, Camera1SF, put on a mural festival called the Ren Art Walk. I think for the first time last year, 
And then he did another session this year that my buddy, Mr. Toledo, got in into. Um, so I basically begged Daniel Toledo, like, do you think he'll let me in if I show my portfolio? And Daniel's like, well, obviously, probably. So um, I got tacked in, tacked on up at the last minute. And Cameron and all the people in Rensselaer, Indiana, are like my favorite people now. <laughs> So I'm really, really grateful for that experience. Like that was my first mural, uh, you know, since lockdown. So it was just so much joy. And I'm like, I'm outside (laughs) in this tiny town with like 6,000 people. So like nobody's (laughs) sick. It was, it was really nice. (laughs) How, uh, how long did it take to do that? Uh, I think it took me, I know it took me like three, three and a half days, something like that. Wow. I only did like probably like six hours a day. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to seeing more of your work in 2021. You are going to do more. You are going to kill it. Heck yeah. And I'm hoping that you double, triple what you thought you were going to do in 2020. I really so, hope so, too. And I hope everybody yeah. has a better year next year. But Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get there. Absolutely. I'll make sure I get you some, some space in New York. ASAP. I need it. I need more East Coast time. <laughs> <laughs>